0: shit
1: shit shit show it's a fucking shit show welcome back to shit show saturday Saturday. and today we are joined by quite a shit show the shit show known as myself (laughs) because let me tell you i have been living levita shit show i have been shitting it up shitting the shit up (laughs) i have been doing the shit show let's make shit show a verb okay can we make um, should show a verb. <sighs> but on a high note first, so Kiki and I have made it to Florida. We are in our new pad right now. Um, I'm still on the floor uh, in a closet. However, I, I will. I'm going to have a designated podcast room, but I just need to get it soundproofed because I just tried recording in there and it sounds like I'm I'm in a damn cave. So we're back in the closet. I don't know. Should I, I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Maybe I should just keep podcasting on the floor in a closet. It's, I mean, it's It's done pretty okay for, for me so far. Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about how we got here. So Wednesday, I was supposed to leave on Wednesday, except I got kicked off my flight. First time ever getting kicked off a flight. I wish I had a juicy story for you. It's not. Kiki's carrier, the pet carrier, would not fit underneath the seat. There was like this, some sort of equipment or like some damn box that was like attached to underneath the seat that was hanging down. And so really you only have like a, you're only working with like a six inch clearance. I mean, the woman next to me, she couldn't even fit her her briefcase underneath. And so I let the flight attendant know, and then about ten minutes later, another—I don't know if it was the gate agent—came on the plane, said she needed to talk to me in the jetway, and said, uh, "You cannot be on this flight because your cat carrier won't fit underneath the seat, so you need to go get your things immediately and get the hell off the plane." She didn't say hell, but she was not very kind. <sighs> and it was already a, a damn doozy of a week, which I'll get into. So I had to go back on the plane and get my shit. And it looked like I was being kicked off for like, I don't know, being a terrorist. (laughs) While I was also simultaneously crying. It was a a great scene. And then they told me that my only options were to fly out at 10 that night or five the next morning. (sighs) And I just told them to cancel it. And I booked on another airline because I didn't want to risk having the same damn thing happen on the next flight. So kind of frustrating, you know, when you are, um, you book a ticket with your pet, you pay the pet fee with the understanding that your carrier, which complies with the airline requirements will fit under the seat only to find out that it doesn't. So we had to check into a hotel and I had to get, you know, a litter box and all that shit. Cause I didn't have my, um, my suitcase at all. But luckily, I didn't have to go through this all alone because I have a a support community. I had a support community in my back pocket. I had a support community at my fingertips. The WhatsApp chat that we got going on as part of the Patreon community, I was able to reach out to them, get their support, and also let them know that we were going to need to do the, the meeting That night, Wednesday night, because I wasn't going to be able to do it on Thursday because I'd be traveling. And I said, I really could use y'all's love and support. Get your ass on the meeting tonight. And they showed up for a gal. They showed up for this shit show. And I felt so incredibly held. And I continue to feel so incredibly held and loved and supported and accepted by this community. And I felt a million times better afterwards. And so I'm telling you, you need to damn the join patreon. okay? This is a really special group. This is a really, really, really special community. Now, is this community for for everyone? No, it's it's not, okay? <laughs> it's not for everyone. Uh, a sense of humor is is definitely required. But boy, do we have a lot of fun. So uh, if 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 this cup of tea right here that's speaking is your kind of cup of tea. Well, then you need to damn the join Patreon. No more FOMO. Damn the join Patreon. Patreon.com slash I will to promise you won't regret it. So you may have noticed there was not an episode this week. First time ever not having an episode. I think I've gone 88, 89 consecutive weeks. But I needed to take care of myself. I did not have the emotional or mental bandwidth to to do it you know I still had to um record my part of it I feel like I'm the only podcaster on the planet that's like finishing their episodes the day before they drop but you know I like to keep that first part fresh for y'all you know I like to have that be some fresh shit I'm not trying to record that <laughs> weeks in advance uh but about 6:30, I just I broke down and started hysterically crying and needed to make the call to to take care of myself. But let me tell you, I felt guilty. (laughs) I felt guilty. The inner critical parent is like, how dare you take care of yourself, Andrea? How dare you do what's best for you when all these people are, are expecting an episode from you? And don't you realize that if you don't do an episode, then... Everyone's most likely going to forget about you. Or if they don't forget about you, they sure as hell are going to realize that they (laughs) they don't like you or the podcast anymore. So just basically that really rational thinking that we are, are oh so blessed to to have in common was going on. You know, the past few weeks have been stressful. I felt just not settled, not grounded, just kind of on edge low level anxiety, a little bit of hypervigilance. And I really had just been chalking it up to, you know, being stressed out about the move, like the the physical component of moving and all that that entails and everything that must be done. Uh, but when I, you know, had this breakdown on Tuesday, I, I realized that what I have been feeling and experiencing is much deeper than just the physical aspect of moving and actually the the emotional aspect of it and, and what the move represents and symbolizes. You know, I've always heard that moving is like one of the most stressful things ever. I always kind of just thought that was a load of crap, but I get it. I get it. It's very emotionally taxing. And I think that there were... Many things going on. I mean, first of all, partially the tears were related to the transformation that had occurred in, in that apartment. The, the pain that I endured and then the, the subsequent transformation that occurred and the, the rebirth of myself into my authentic self and the discovery of, of my true purpose. You know, when I moved to San Francisco, I had no idea who I was. I didn't know who I was. I thought I knew who I was. I didn't know that I was an adult child. I didn't know that what I experienced in romantic relationships was complex PTSD. I did not know what I wanted out of life other than get married. I I didn't know who I was, what I was, what I was dealing with. (sighs) But boy, would I find out. (laughs) Boy, would I find out what the hell was going on. And so I think part of it too, part of the tears, it's me grieving. I think what I've realized is that I have not fully grieved the person that I was before I started adult child recovery. And I have not fully grieved... What I thought my life would look like, or what I wanted my life to look like at this point in time, because if I'm completely honest with you the the main reason the the primary reason that I moved from to San Francisco was because I wanted to meet a guy and get married, like I thought if I stayed in Florida that my only options were unemployed surfers and rednecks that <laughs> I needed to I needed to moved to San Francisco um to 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 find a guy and get married. When I talk about, you know, not fully grieving the person that I was or what I thought my life would look like, I do think that there is a part of my old self that almost felt as if I had failed. Like the mission was mission, find a husband, <laughs> Should find a husband, because that's your ticket to happiness and life. Um, And that's not what occurred, right? But what I've come to realize is the mission was actually find your authentic self. The mission was let's experience a shitload of pain. Let's sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle a few Brian's in there. Let's hit bottom. Let's realize you got complex PTSD. And then let's find a really amazing therapist. And let's start on this really amazing healing journey in which you're going to find your true self and find your purpose and become someone that you didn't even know was in there and accomplish things that you didn't even know that you were capable of accomplishing. So it's just a lot of feelings. You know, it's, um, it's the transformation. It's, it's all that it, it encompasses. The reason that I I chose to move is because it's time for the next chapter, which is really to blow this shit up, guys. It is time for a shit show nation takeover. (laughs) No, but really, I got big plans. I want to reach as many adult children as possible. I want to continue to grow this community. I want to be able to provide and offer more to this community. So buckle up. I'm excited. I'm scared, but I'm more so excited. And just thank you for being on this journey with me. I couldn't do it without you. I hope you know that you are just as much a part of this journey as I am. And I couldn't have done it without you. And so now I am going to play for you a portion of our emergency meeting. The truth of the matter, my dear shit shows, is that there is a huge overlap in those of us who grew up in a dysfunctional family and those of us who are suffering from ADHD. I myself got diagnosed with ADHD about a year ago and getting this diagnosis and treating this diagnosis has made such a difference in my productivity and getting shit done. Now let me tell you about Done. Done is an online ADHD care platform where you can get all the resources you need to help manage your ADHD. Take a free 1-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24/7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy copays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com/podcast to learn more. Again, that is get.donefirst.com slash podcast. Done.
2: Turn ADHD into your strength. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
3: holiday party that I go to every year. And I'm always anxious at parties, whether I know everybody or not, um, because, you know, I'm an adult child and I get anxious to do small talk. I don't like small talk, Um, but I just felt so different there for the first time. Like I felt different, like I was comfortable in my own skin, and I was talking to people like, even though I've known them, like it doesn't matter. Like even though I've known them, I'd always just kind of keep it at the surface, or just still be kind of insecure, or just you know, little shy. And um, and I wasn't, and it felt really fucking good. It felt so good. It felt like like I'm coming into my own, you know, and part of it is like, having all of your support and learning from everything that you guys have, you know, I just learned by, you know, they say osmosis and also just feeling that unconditional, well, not even unconditional, it's just feeling that support that I never got, you know, I never got that growing up, that consistency. It just, it was amazing. You know, I'm 51 years old, you know, and to feel like I was comfortable in my own skin at a party for the first time. I don't know. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like one of the miracles that they talk about. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just really grateful. I love you guys. I love you Andrea and good to be here
4: great to be here uh, welcome all the new new good people here and uh, happy to be in this emergency meeting Andrea Colleen I'm happy they don't find any bombs in your cat or anything <laughs> well so I am going to share something that I'm going through but I, I don't have the thoughts really articulated so, so I don't know how it will go yeah so one of the reasons you know I, I came to in the first place was my recurring you know repeating situations in relationships like you know like crazy woman are after another and so the, but then i, I found who isn't crazy and uh i realized you know that I have a, I have a very serious problem, you know, like, like I'm seduced by craziness and get easily bored by responsible people, loyal people, you know, all the attributes, you know, and, you know, that I want in person, you know, it's like, so it's like, oh my God, you know, like, I'm in recovery, you know, for a while, but recovery for me was super simple, you know, it's like, don't use, you know, that's, So don't use, keep coming back, you know, super easy, you know, just if I don't drink and I don't do drugs, you know, so then I had a lot of, you know, like, uh, like, uh, I don't know, spiritual awakening through the, through the steps and everything. But, you know, when I, when I first started to hearing about this, you know, that this, this is like my issues, you know, like, this is really my issues. And, and everything is like developing very fast you know it's like it's like I have to level up my game you know in order to keep keep up with the changes in my life so but you know my 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 first instincts are super bad you know so in this new relationship well I'm well I it's been two years so it's not the newer relationship but It's a lot, you know, like, but, you know, uh, we thought about moving out together, moving together. And uh, uh, the first idea was we, we will both sell our houses and buy a new one, you know, and uh, very, you know, and everybody told me it's a crazy idea, you know, like, it's not a responsible idea, you know, we don't know how it will go, you know, and uh, so I have a son, you know, if, 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 if things don't work out, I won't be able to buy anything like I had back, you know, in terms of the real estate shit in Argentina, you know. So uh, I have to, I, I I could say no to her, like, I won't do this, you know, like, I don't know how I, I would like to move in with you. This is not how we will do it. You know, like, I have to think, you know, like, like, it's like, it's super, you know, i I'm all in all the time so this is like very new to me you know like uh, going slowly you know like or or telling her I need to be responsible for myself like if I have to think about uh, that maybe it won't work out you know like you know so it's uh, super new to me you know so I'm really interested in doing that. Maybe we can rent something together, rent our homes, you know, I don't know. There 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 were a few ideas on on board, you know. Uh, but then a few days back, she came up with her own solution, which I did I didn't know how to object, but I was really scared about it. You know, she says, "Okay, okay, I have some money saved. I could sell my house, put some money in" and I can buy a house for the both of us and your, and your son. So there were, there were no excuses for me not to do it. And I didn't know how I felt about it, you know, because, you know, he was betting all that she had in, in me in a relationship. And that was something, new, you know, like it was almost like, uh, you know, this feeling of not deserving that much, or I will screw it up, you know, or, and the, and then I have to say, you know, like, okay, maybe I deserve something like this, you know, like it was too much for me, you know, like I couldn't believe she was going to do something like that. And uh, so accepting love and and, uh, and all of things is super new to me. And I remember a podcast, I don't know, it was this cool girl that it's she's sometimes in the meeting about money, money. And uh, it's an energy and love. They're very connected, love and and money, you know. She phrased it so good. You, You know, feeling like when I accepted that somebody could love me like that, like money, it's coming in like exactly the same way. You know, every month I have a weird source of incomes that I never thought I would have, you know. My bank account is bigger than ever. You know, like, I don't know what something something is really uh es- esoterically connected you know, about love and money you know like so i'm very happy to that to that because this thing about uh financial this promise about financial stability was something that always uh you know was very far and now I've, you know, uh, I'm really focused on on this thing about deserving love, like feeling like that's something that I really need, that's something that I really deserve and the same happened with money, you know, like when I, when both things are combined, I really got the two of those, (laughs) you know, like, you know, uh, I don't know how, uh, but it's working like that. Hello,
0: everyone been having uh, grief attacks Um, like it just like it's like all of a sudden attack okay now you're in full-blown grief Uh, but I'm driving (laughs) and it was really hard like I just started crying and it was really hard to see um, okay he's got a snack (laughs) anyways the grief it just like it uh, just punches me in the gut maybe the heart and um like just triggered by something um so back to that thing where you were telling us to the trigger log um so then um I did notice that I'm triggered all day long <laughs> like all day long like uh, somebody honked their horn was it at me oh my god and then I'm like oh you, the thought the thoughts that I'm like a shitty driver or you know it could have been someone else I have no idea I don't know I'm just driving grieving <laughs> And spiraling, not in the car, just in my head, (laughs) you know, and it's just um, being able to drill down and uh, figure out what I'm feeling at that time uh, is new. There's my growth.
5: So this, this emergency meeting, that was amazing. Um, (laughs) You know, it's, it's interesting. I, my, I got, um, I got hit and ran by a scooter the other day and I, um, I sort of drive like I'm qualifying. So like, you know, the, the, the freeway by my house, it's the 110, and I just sort of pretend that's the speed limit. So um, anyway, I was so pissed. Cause this guy hit, I mean, he hit my car, didn't defender, flung himself over the hood of my car, scratched the hood of my car. And um, and then by the time I got out of my car and back into my car, he was gone, gone like scooted into the night. So, um, I, really, I, was, I, was, I was like going to go find him. Right. And I was like, what am I going to say? Give me my deductible. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do? And I thought, you know, the amount of speed that I travel, if a dented fender by a scooter is the worst that happens to me, I have the means to fix the fender. Like, you know what I mean? Like we can just, and I, I don't know if that's the adult child or the, that's the, the, the thing that the awareness that I have. I'm like, is that my adult child shit or is that my alcoholism? Because it's like, um, you know, I, I, we, in the meeting the other day, it was, there was the, the reading was, you know, how we never put ourselves first. And I'm like, but like a good alcoholic, I'm like, and then there's more about me and then some more about me and then me, 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 and then some me. And what do you think about me? So it like, like figuring that situation out is interesting anyway i'm i'm new and so for me it's the awareness i mean the awareness that i didn't even know that this shit still bothered me it was funny because somebody was talking about being triggered everywhere being triggered everywhere and immediately i went to 1986 no kidding 86 which is a long time ago and the reason that i know it's 1986 is because my aunt all beef patty came over she's the daughter of the polyester covered vagina Anyway, she was going to take us for a ride in her brand new car. And something had happened, you know, and my dad was a dick as usual. And I remember like, like I had to do something or something before I could go for a ride in the turbo coupe. And um, I remember like, like kind of passing her and saying and looking like, I don't know if I looked at her, but I said loudly enough, I hate you. Or, I hate him. Right. Thinking like in, in a normal family, somebody would be like, oh my God why do you hate your dad like like my aunt should like step in and be like what the hell is going wrong wrong here like you're not supposed to hate your and like nothing was said and we all got in the car and around the block or whatever but and I thought wow like how long has that been collecting space in my head so anyway so that that was just you know there's these little tidbits of memory it's it's funny because and I think in this group we vacillate between not telling our parents off and then like you know I I never had a problem telling them where to go and how to get there because I'm the baby so you know my sister would not say anything at all and get ran over and I was like no and you know and I I just knew that they were like pretty fucked up I mean I knew they were fucked up when I was 12 so or 10 or as long as as soon as I could figure out That's not cool. And that's not normal. You know, like you shouldn't be at a party and your dad goes and sits in the Dodge caravan and pouts. Like that's not a normal behavior that, that grownups do at a party, you know? So anyway, um, I don't know if there's anything in that, but that's all I got. I mean, it was an emergency meeting. I didn't have time to get my notes. Well,
6: this week, past couple of weeks, I guess I've been trying to figure out how to tell my mom well all the family stuff and the holiday shit is right around the corner and we're all dealing with it you know and I have this I really good I do a really good job of figuring out a boundary and then things start going well and I'm like Way better off emotionally, and then as soon as I start having more interactions with my family of origin and my mom, specifically when she's kind of nice to me, I fucking like forget, like, I go back into denial, I go back into fucking denial, and I'm like, she's not that bad. And I literally, it, 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 like, it's so goddamn hard because like right now her thing is the little country church has their Christmas Eve, Eve service and she wants me there and she wants me there with my kids and she wants me to sing at it because, oh my God, that's the most important thing is that we show up and that we make a united front because we are going to look like we fucking like each other and i have been stressing over this because like on one hand i i want to be there kind of but like i feel like i'm just struggling to hang on to myself and my boundaries and then i had that weird fucking thing where i talked to that asshole counselor who was like i'm a christian counselor and i need to know if you're a christian And what are your beliefs? And I was like, well, I'm working on my shit and I'm an ACA and I've have been in counseling, but like at, during the talk with him, I told him how I'm afraid that if I don't go deeper into some type of somatic healing, that I'm going to perpetuate the shit. Right. But I was already leery. It was like a red flag inside of my body. And my fucking nervous system was like, okay, watch it. But he, he, in this initial consultation, I mean, like a 30 minute telephone conversation where I'm walking around the grocery store trying to get donuts before setting up for a concert. He's like, well, if you can't make, you can't make a commitment to me, then you're just like your mother. And I was like, motherfucker. But I didn't know it just, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. I hadn't even started work yet. So all this shit has, like, been kind of swirling around, and I wasn't even going to tell you guys. I was actually, like, more compelled to start therapy with this asshole. I could just sort of, I don't know, like, my worth again. And the other part about, like, going to this Christmas Eve service, first I told my mom, nope, we're not going to make it but they've asked me to sing and I'm like I never really get to sing anymore I mean I sing with my kiddos at school and I love that shit but like she asked me to sing and, and she wants to play piano for me and the two fucking people that I have that have asked me to sing I want to play piano for me are like I don't have relationships with them I don't have relationships with them and then but I'm supposed to get up Here my compulsion to please comes in and it's like, I don't know what to do. I just, so I told her I'd come to the fucking service and I'm probably going to sing and I'm probably gonna put the bow on and, you know, make it look nice because I just, I don't know. And I wish I think sometimes it would be easier if I didn't live here. <clears throat> but I also know I never would have looked at any of this shit if I hadn't moved home. I had to move back to open up the fucking closet and look at all the skeletons. And it's just hard. It's so nuanced and it's peeling back the layers of the onion. So we'll get through it. I'm just grateful for you guys and All your shares are just therapy. So that's all I got.
1: Well, that wraps up Shit Show Saturday. As always... Sign up for the Patreon. That is where I host weekly support groups, and it's where you say thanks, Andrea, for all that you do. Patreon.com slash adultchild. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram at pod, and give me a damn five-star rating on Apple and Spotify, and I will see y'all shit shows on Wednesday. Bye.
3: Let